Hello and welcome to What Happened. I am your host Tyler Callahan and this week is a special week. Always look forward to it every year for like almost 10 years now. It is CES. That is right. CES in Las Vegas where companies all over the world will show off their latest tech. The good, the bad, and of course, the weird. And this year is no different. And this year... I finally get to cover it. The way I'll cover it is that I'll have two special episodes, a part one and a part two. If you're listening to this right now, you're listening to part one. A lot like how I covered E3 last year, where there was three separate episodes for each main conference. This year will be two days going over what I feel are the biggest stories coming out of CES this year. To break it down, it'll be in a few different categories. It won't be, you know, you know your normal tech movie games. It'll be TV, games, and the others, which is where a lot of the stories will be. And you'll see in a few minutes the stories I'm going to pick. It's There's no exact category where it fits. So first up is TV. Apple is spreading their wings. And what so far is the most interesting part of CES this year is Apple. This is due to the fact that, one, they are here in some capacity at all because they never are. Ever. Hell, back in the old days, over 10 years ago, Apple would be part of an Apple convention called Mac World. Back then, they would have their own press conference, and it would be the big Apple event. And at the time, they showed off the initial iPhone. The first iPhone was shown off there, then released that following June, and they also showed off the original MacBook Air. For Macworld, back then, that was rivaling CES. It was CES with Microsoft, you had Intel, you had all that, and at the end of the month, you had Macworld with Apple doing their stuff. That's not the case anymore. And since then, they've kind of just done their own press conferences as normal, WWDC. They don't show up at CES. But that's some quick history right there. So, for one, they're actually here, and they are making some moves. The main move being that they are opening up iTunes and AirPlay. It looks like Apple has made deals with multiple TV companies to support AirPlay 2 on their new TVs. This will allow users that have iOS devices or Macs to share stuff from their device to the TV without the need of another device, aka the Apple TV. Since it's built into the TV, it's just pouring it over. As of now, this includes Samsung, Sony, LG, and Vizio TVs. So all the big ones are joining. Also, as of now, it looks like Samsung is getting something else. Support for watching iTunes content. That's right. For the first time, you can watch your iTunes content outside of an Apple device, besides Windows computers running iTunes. Now, this is a bit different from AirPlay. For AirPlay, if you say buy a new LG TV, right, you buy the 2019 model, you get AirPlay built in. You can watch your iTunes content on that TV, but you have to AirPlay it. The difference here is Samsung's getting the bonus of, if you ever see the new Samsung TVs, they have the apps, right, on the menu. You know, you got Netflix, YouTube, and all that. What they're getting for the new models and an update for the 2018 models is a specific app for that, but it will be iTunes content. So you won't even need the AirPlay. It'll just be built into the TV, sign in, I would assume, with your Apple ID, and then you can watch your movies. The other companies, as of now, don't seem to be getting that, just the AirPlay support. This is kind of unheard of, but I'm going to explain to you why it does make sense. It has been reported that Apple will be making content of their own, like TV shows. Along with that, the rumor has been that it will be offered for free if you're an Apple customer. If you own iPhones, iPads, or MacBooks, you get the shows for free. But how would they make money? Well, this is how. Let's say you have a Samsung TV but no Apple device and Apple's making some killer content let's say they're making out you know they're making the TV shows and the movies Netflix is making and people want that but you're not going to pay you know 300 bucks for an iPad thousand dollars two thousand for a MacBook it's not worth it well you wouldn't get it for free so if you have a Samsung TV you could I would assume pay for it and buy it or subscribe most likely to their subscription service that they'll make now again a lot of this is based on now a lot of this is based on reports coming out and on top of that rumors of how they're going to sell you the content but again apple has kind of just stayed quiet about it yes there's been reports of oh they turned down dr dre you know uh documentary because it was too explicit uh steve carell might be making a show with them but there's nothing official like hey we are making these shows here's what they are here's
here's what the content is, how much it costs. There's none of that. Most likely what's going to happen is unless they have a special event for this, a, you might have to wait until June where they'll probably talk about it at WWDC. But what they're doing now is the groundwork. So let's say they do it in June. They can come out in June, say, oh, here's a streaming service. Here's three or four TV shows, right? Because they waited this long. And, oh, it's on your Samsung TV if you want to buy it. Oh, you can airplay it to your new LG TV or Vizio TV. And if you already have an Apple TV, well, it's right there. You don't need to do anything. I think that's what they're trying to do. So it is interesting to see what they do this year. And they are slowly turning into a service company. Also talking about Samsung, Samsung will support Google Assistant and Alexa on 2019 TVs. Samsung seems to be opening up their TVs for everyone this year. First with Apple and now multiple choices for voice assistances or assistants. Samsung announced that for their high-end QLED 2019 TV models, it will support both Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. However, for it to work, you need to provide a device that has it, such as an Amazon Echo. The voice assistant will not be built in the TV. What it will do is that it will be able to have support for it so that it will recognize those commands, but you need a device to say those commands. If there's one thing I'm getting from this year's CES is that a lot of companies are actually opening up their platforms a bit. You see this here and it does make sense. While people might not make a final decision based on what voice assistant they will get, obviously if you want to appeal to people, have the options available. Be like, hey, you don't have to use R. If you like your voice assistant, you can bring that over. We'll support it. We just want you to come over. Over to games, Sony says the 91 million PS4s have been sold. Since launch, it has sold 91.6 million consoles, with 18 million of them being sold in 2018, and 5.6 million of those being sold in the holiday season. Games have also been really good, with 50.7 million copies of PS4 games being sold in 2018, and for their exclusive hit Spider-Man, has sold 9 million copies as of November 25th. So since that was right around Black Friday, it's safe to assume it's now well over 10 million copies sold now, but we will have to wait for official confirmation. These numbers just show how the PS4 is one of those special consoles that just keeps selling like the PS2 or the Wii. It will definitely hit 100 million sold this year, and will probably still sell great when the PS5 is allegedly coming out next year, because it'll probably at that point get a price cut. Like, people were going crazy for a $200 PS4 on Black Friday. If they drop the price down to $200 next year and have it four or $500, the PS5, Sony would be making money moves right there. All right, going over to other, which is the main section for CES. Gillette is developing a heated razor. Follow this one under the odd things at CES. Gillette is developing a heated razor. Currently in development by their Gillette Labs team, the purpose of the razor is to offer a hot towel shaving feel with just a razor. In a second, the razor can be hot as 110 degrees Fahrenheit. However, how nice and luxurious this might be, it will not be cheap, as Gillette has said it will cost around $160 when it eventually hits stores. Yes, there is currently no release window. It could be released next month, could be released next year. But don't worry, it will include a charging stand as well. I love this idea, and I'm curious to try it. I really want to feel how a, re a heated razor is like. You know, just switching up from using hot water, but uh, yeah, $160, I'm good. I'll wait. Mophie are making wireless charging cases for iPhones. If you've ever used a charging case for your iPhone, you'll notice that they usually plug into the charging port, and that they used to be fine. However, with the newer iPhones, that is the only port, meaning if you use one of these cases, you have to use wireless headphones. Well, Morphe is fixing this with their new charging case. Instead of plugging it into the lightning port, the case is basically a wireless charger built into the case. So when the phone is put in, it will wirelessly charge and that leaves the lightning port open. This is very useful if, for say, you want to use that lightning port to plug in your headphones. The case will come in different colors and will cost $120 when it comes out sometime in the first quarter of 2019. This is really neat, but I don't think a lot of people are going to buy these. What I think happened is that with the rise of portable battery chargers over the past two or three years, people are buying less and less of these cases. And people are loving the portable battery packs because it can be used for multiple devices if you have the cables, which is great. 
However, with the charging case for the phone, you can only use it for that phone. Like, you go out with your friends with a battery pack, you can pass it around, you know, get some juice out of all that. It's like, what, what if your friend has a different phone? What are you going to do? You can't take out your case and give it to them. It won't work. Also, $120 is, again, a bit much. Especially when you get a good, big battery pack for $40, $50. I'm going to ask you, can, can, I go a little, can I go a little angry? Is it okay if I get a little pissed off? I hope you said yes, because I'm going to. AT&T are being bitches, and they are lying to your face. Now, what made me say that headline for this story? Usually I'm pretty nice with headlines. Well, let me tell you why. So AT&T are rolling out an update to certain phones that update the 4G LTE icon to 5GE. Now, if you didn't know better, you think, oh, I just got 5G, and get excited, because why wouldn't you? You're getting the next generation of high speeds for free. Well, I assume you realize it's probably too good to be true, and it is. You do not have 5G because you actually need a modem to support it, and no, AT&T did not take your phone and install a new modem for you in the middle of the night. They're not the modem fairy. So why would your phone say 5G? Well, 5GE means 5G evolution that AT&T says is 4G with a mix of other technologies that could provide faster than normal 4G speeds. And in their minds, because it is faster than 4G speeds, they can sell it to you as 5G. However, for the most part, this is a dirty trick as it, those speeds that they're advertising is still not even in the range of the 5G speeds that have been dictated. For the most part, this is just a dirty trick to get ahead of the 5G game and try and trick consumers to be like, hey, I already got 5G on my phone, you know, AT&T is doing so good. Like, nope, just an update on your phone. That's all it is. So far, our phone's getting it. It looks like Engadget is saying currently the Galaxy S8 Active and the LG V30 currently are getting the update with more coming in the spring. So don't worry if you're saying, oh, I'm safe now. No, you're not. I'll tell you right now, if the fucking S8 Active has it, I can tell you the rest of the S8 phones, the S9 phones are going to have it. And look, if you really, really want 5G, you really want it, wait till the Galaxy S10. It's been rumored that they'll have multiple models, some with 4G, some with 5G. I would say wait a two or three months and then get it then but just giving anyone a heads up if you see 5ge on your phone if you're on at&t they're just lying to you and carriers did this shit back with uh back in 4g i know sprint i believe was one of them and i'm seeing social media reaction now t-mobile's making fun of at&t by just putting a sticky note of 9g on the phone which is kind of funny and verizon has come out and said that for at least for mobile services they will not be lying to their customers or misleading them into thinking they have 5g when they don't so it's good to see that other carriers are making fun of this because this is just stupid Anyway, let's cool down. Let's cool down. I'll cool down. Uh, next story, Whirlpool has a smart countertop oven for you with Alexa. So again, follow this one under the weird section. But Whirlpool has shown off their smart countertop oven. The oven would be able to identify certain foods and based on an algorithm, cook it on the perfect temperature. Along with this, there is a camera inside the oven. And of course, with an app, you can watch the food being cooked. Then you also have voice activation with your choice of Amazon's Alexa or Google Assistant. Now with all this high tech, it's not going to be your $50 toaster oven you get from uh, Target. This will cost $800 or $7.99 to be specific with pre-orders opening up soon. This falls in the same category for me with the heated razor. I like it. I want to try it. It's way too expensive. Pass. Otterbox fixes the pop socket issue. This is not something I was expecting to see because I thought the pop socket phase was going to die out a bit. But pop sockets are still the latest trend for your smartphone accessories and they are kind of handy. They help you grip bigger phones and you can use it as a kickstand to watch shows. Which for me, I've never used one. That seemed to be like the biggest plus. 
However, the issue some people have had with it is that it sticks out like a sore thumb, and at CES, Otterbox has fixed this with their new case. The Otter Plus Pop case line is a collaboration between Otterbox and Pop Sockets, and it is a phone case with a pop socket built in. This means it will lay flat with the rest of the case when you don't use it, and then when you want to use it, just pop it out. The pop sockets are also swappable, so you can switch it out for one that you do want. The case starts at $59 with the swappable pop socket starting at $8. Now you do get a pop socket included with the case when you buy one it will just be the same color so if you get a pink case you're going to get a plain pink pop socket blue you'll get a blue one so like if you want a different pattern or stuff that's where you're going to pay the eight ten bucks you know uh, when the cases do come out sometime in the spring they will have cases for the iphone 7 7 plus 8 8 plus 10 and 10 s this is a great collaboration and it just makes sense but it is kind of weird since i have an iphone uh 10s max it looks like there is no case for it and you would think there would be because it's an expensive phone, you want to protect it. And then also for the 10R, which is even weirder, I think, because it's a lower cost phone. And a lot of high schoolers getting phone upgrades are probably going to get that one. And I assume the parents would want to protect it with a case brand they know. I'll tell you a couple years ago, when I was back in high school, the big phone at the time were the iPhones 4 and iPhone 5. And I'll tell you this, if you had one, there's a good chance you had an OtterBox. That was a popular case to go around. Because, look, high schoolers drop their phones all the time. OtterBox? Fucking throw that shit. And you're good. So now I don't know if the kids today, you know, I've been out, I've been out of it a couple of years. I don't know if they still use Autoboxes, if they're still popular. It's just pop sockets and that's it. I don't know. I'll tell you this, this would have been a big hit a couple of years ago. And that is it for this kind of long episode. But CES, there's a lot of news to talk about. And I still have a little, quite a bit more to talk about in part two. So anyway, that is it for this special episode of What Happened. Going over part one of the news from CES. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TylerCallahan95. Go to my website at TylerCallahan.com. Part 2 should be out in about 2-3 to days from when this is posted. And thank you for listening.